Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Buenos días a todos. Buenos días, Edgar. Buenos días, Feliz Claudia. ¿Cómo viernes? estás? Feliz viernes, 12 de octubre. Día. 12 de octubre. Pues nos dicen descubrimiento de América, pero bueno, este, eso. Ah, América sí. ya estaba descubierto, sí. sí. Entonces, eso no lo vamos a dejar. De eso. Feliz viernes, 12 de octubre. ¿Cómo están todos? Un viernes excelente aquí en Portland. Los saludamos, Alon. Y hoy tenemos nuestra invitada aquí en el estudio en cabina, la doctora Naya Zárate. Naya Zárate. Bienvenida, Naya. ¿Cómo estás? Gracias. Gracias por venir. Todo bien, ¿Todo ¿cómo bien? estás? Bien, bien, gracias, ah, bienvenida, hermosa. Gracias. Y, y otra otra latina este, fundadora de, de, de una startup que está creciendo mucho aquí en el área de Portland, pero pues bueno, vamos a escuchar la historia, nada más que hoy, hoy la vamos a hacer en inglés. Perfecto, so. sí, pero antes de empezar, déjame empezar con nuestro ad de CPA Dudes where accounting is never boring. The price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, email, text messages. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. But welcome, Naya. Uh, please, uh, first of all, you know, just we're welcoming you to the show. I've met you in the past, but you know, or you know, why don't you tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, where you're coming from? What is Naya? Yeah, who's, who's Naya? From, who's Doctor Sarate? Yeah, uh -oh. first, like, where are your parents from? Like, yeah, uh, yes. Oh, well, thank you for having me on the show. This is really exciting. It's my first podcast, and oh. yeah, <laughs> so fun to be in in the studio. Um, So, a little bit about who I am. I am the daughter of a Bolivian immigrant, Frank Sarate. Wow. And he came to Miami, met my mother, and she's American, mm -hmm. American-German. So, um, yes, and I was raised in Michigan, in a small town in Michigan, and... I don't know. What else do you want to hear? Right. <laughs> so, uh, Just about that. But, you know, yes. I was growing up in Michigan as a Latina. I'm, I don't know, you know, if it was a town that was predominantly uh, Latino, non-Latino. You know, how did that form who you are, you know, mm -hmm. your early influences in life? Oh, my gosh. So significant because when you grow up in an area <clears throat> that's pretty homogenized, um, it was mostly Dutch descent, it was very much um, an identity that I was aware of at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And so it really formed uh, my passion to dive into my roots and to understand where Bolivia was and, mm -hmm. you know, what the culture is. Um, but after I graduated high school, I moved to Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And I went to... All by yourself. All by myself, yes. Wow, how old were you? I was 18 years old and ready for uh, college and uh -huh. pursuing my engineering degree at Illinois Institute of Technology. Okay. And so it was incredibly diverse. And so there was just, a whole opening. Yeah, yeah. It was so beautiful uh, to have my peers speaking so many different languages around wow. me. And that yes. was what I was really craving my entire life. So in Chicago, I could dive into my Latino roots. Yeah. So, so you told mom, uh, yeah. hey, uh, I want to study technology. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's in our culture, that's not very common. <laughs> so <laughs> in your mom were like, or your dad were like, okay. So like, are you, were you like uh, inspired about doing this when you were like a kid or how that like comforted the, the technology part of you? Yeah, so... My mother uh, had children really young, okay. and she had children at the age of 20, which um, and she didn't. She wasn't able to pursue her college degree mm -hmm. because she was having children. So 
when I was about seven years old, eight years old, I started going to college classes with my mother. And (laughs) mainly biology and some math courses because she didn't have a babysitter. So I would sit in the college course with her and have that experience. So I think that that's when my curiosity for science and technology really um, took off and just exploration of the world. Yeah, so you went to college when you were eight, eight. years old. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I started, started in college. college. Seven. <laughs> seven. That's awesome. I wasn't yeah. really. I, I was. I was semi participating. I would look into the microscope. And, yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. And talk to my mother about the classes. It was. Oh it was God. fun. That was, well, yes, that was fun. Definitely. Because you're doing definitely it together. Definitely good exposure. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, and then um, technology just kind of took me, I guess, because it was something that came natural. I was really into also sociology and anthropology, um, but, you know, engineering provided a mm-hmm. career and provided economic means to, you know, go out in the world and yeah. be independent. So, right. so, so, you, so you had an early experience, to, you know, exposure to college, and then you, you go on your own, mm-hmm. you know, in a broader, oh, was that in Chicago or, well, yeah, Chicago, it just opened up your eyes, you know, to a different world, yes. literally. yes. And then, you know, when do you, you know, what do you do after college? I mean, you, you form, you know, you have your connections and all that. You met your, you told me you met your co-founder in college. Yeah. Well, an <clears throat> undergrad was an interesting experience for me. Um, I was able to work with uh, Apple Computer during my college mm-hmm. experience. So wow. that kind of yeah. allowed me to participate in marketing and entrepreneurship. It was right when iPod uh, first yeah. came out and the iPhone wasn't even out yet. So it was kind of... How do we bring on these college students to a new brand outside of Dell? And yes. so that was really kind of striking for my entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then I was also participating in research mm-hmm. uh, with a professor. That was when I discovered that I want to do more research and development. And that was my junior year. And I said, there's no way I can stop learning right now. There's yes, no way. Exactly. Uh, college is ending in a year, but I don't want it to end. So I ended up um, working really hard uh, with my co-founder now, Dr. Mm-hmm. Vox, who's incredibly brilliant. And he and I studied really, really hard for our GREs. Um, went to grad school at Purdue University. Are both of you together? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, during undergrad, it was an interesting time because it was focused on studying, mm-hmm. and studying, and studying, and working really, really hard um, for our own self um, improvement. Yeah, just to get right? the grade. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then you go into grad school; it's a completely different story where you have to set your own schedule, learn on your own. Um, figure out what you want to research, mm-hmm. and so that was at Purdue University. So, so what was like the? Well, you you just said it. Like it was awesome to come into a place where you have a lot of diversity. And what was like for you to be women in this world of technology? Like there is not a lot of women in in this world. Yeah, yeah uh, it was incredible. I mean, my experience. My experience in general, I mean, first person, it was so um, expansive and just opening my eyes to all of the wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I really, there was no, sometimes the issue of being a woman came up, but not a lot. And, you know, if, if I were to get stuck in that narrative of, oh, my God, I'm a woman in science and technology, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, this is, it's, it's not going to serve me. Of course. And so what I really did was just focus on, a core, um, the science and technology, and then also getting an amazing support group around me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yes. I'm mm-hmm. very communal, right? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I think a, culturally Latinos yeah. are very, very communal, and so it was just very important for me to find friends to study with and to um, talk about the lessons with and really just find that support network. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you're a very smart woman since, like, a very young age. Um, y- you are, like, putting yourself into these opportunities to create your own opportunities in the future. So uh, how, c- how can you um, uh, balance that, like, at school? And, and you're in school, and then, and then the ideas coming into your mind on how, how long from uh, going to school... Uh, getting ready for these opportunities and then you're like wow I need to surround myself with mentors 
uh, with people that are going to help me to understand better like this subject. How how you went after that to to jump into what do you where you are right now? Yeah, it's it's all a process. It's mm-hmm. very much um, incremental, but also focusing on that long term goal mm-hmm. and keeping a vision of. Uh, not a rigid vision, but a vision of what that future looks like for the company and um, how it's going to enhance everybody that's participating in the company. And so for for me on an individual level, uh, really what I like to do is just converse with people and mm-hmm. figure out, like, you know, what are you working on? This is what I'm working on. How can we work together? Um, do you have any input on my ideas? Really not being afraid to get your ideas out in the open Mm -hmm. to others. Um, A lot of the times, you know, we're self-conscious and we don't want to... (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. we don't want to to share too much because, you know, the whole judgment part. But but just breaking through that, that wall and... Some people say, oh, my gosh, you're so crazy. This is a crazy <laughs> endeavor. Crazy is good. And crazy, yeah, crazy can be good. Crazy yeah. also can be, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. not so good. Yeah. Not so good. There's crazy uh, good and crazy bad. Yeah. Two, ta- two types of crazy, but your yeah. crazy is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just like, tr- and, and, and you know, seeing the reactions of people and, and, and allowing, you know, the helpful input to come in and the not so helpful helpful input to remain on the outside and not yeah. let it into into my psyche but uh yeah so so really it's about just con- for me it's opening up my myself to con- conversations with people um and getting really good at mm. ideas and extracting from them and seeing what they've been able to do uh, in their life so most of the time my mentors and my um i will call them expanders i really yeah, like I that like term that. Yeah, it's expanders. Yeah. Yeah. so people who like expand your world and, yes. and make you think of other things that are are possible yeah yeah and i like that word expanders, expanders. all right yeah. yes i know yeah. i like it too I mean, i'm I, gonna I, adopt I that, to get more, that more of those. definitely but so so uh, you know this is your first startup uh, yeah. Your first, you know, actual found um, continuous solution, and you found it with your uh, with your friend from uh, from college, and mm-hmm. you know, went on to grad school. Where did the idea come from? Or when did you guys click or recognize? So, like, look, look, we gotta do this, and what is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the first inception of the idea, continuous solutions, the name and semi what we were going to do emerged in 2010, and okay. that came from really just sitting down and and asking myself what what comes after this what exactly. comes after the yeah. phd i still have about you know 3 2 to 3 years but it's good to start thinking about it now and that came about because <clears throat> we're doing such groundbreaking research during your phd and at purdue university incredible research is going on and then I was looking at, okay, so graduation, what does that mean? Well, you either go to teach Mm -hmm. uh, to become a professor or you go and work for a corporation. Um, And very rarely do people create their own companies. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and so what happens to that idea if you just go right to a corporation does it get absorbed does it is it is it used in that or company is it filed is it yeah. filed yeah and so for me i wanted to provide a vehicle to get these ideas from the university mm-hmm. into uh, industry okay because these ideas and this these uh, projects that are going on can really solve a lot of a lot of problems. A lot of the problems in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, corporations can be a little bit short-sighted and looking at the return of investments. Mm-hmm. And then academic research can move a little bit slower. So yeah. how can we create a vehicle that will push this out into industry as soon as possible? Um, and that came about with just having discussions with other researchers and saying, well, where do you think that this can contribute to the global perspective? Mm-hmm. So we're working on this very niche uh, project, very specific, and then how can we relate that to the outside world and figuring out um, where does it plug into and what are some of the applications? Mm-hmm. And this is when you when you were with your, with your co-founder, Nier. 
Yes, yes, yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about your co-founder. Yeah, so um, Dr. Vox and I have known each other for about 14 years. Wow. Yeah, and so it's it's a really incredible um, partnership because Mm -hmm. you know we have a lot of understanding of each other and how how to work together. He's a really cool guy. He is incredible. He is so brilliant and just. And funny, yeah. <laughs> very funny. Okay. I'm very, very uh, detailed oriented and so knowledgeable in his field. Um, yeah, I just I can't say enough good things about him. He's been incredible in in terms of creating the company as well. Um, I'm very much big picture, you know. Mm-hmm castles in the sky type of person but also wanting to build a good foundation for the company so bigger picture things he's very detailed oriented he's uh, just incredible with looking at uh, what steps we need to take the micro steps that we need Mm. to take and he does a really good job with the um, technology and lab building okay Mm -hmm. so he did uh, electrical engineering PhD from Purdue as well and I did a chemical engineering degree from Purdue. Um, and what, what, what yeah. happens when you combine two super brilliant minds, know, but that exactly. are also very cool? I mean, they're yeah. not <laughs> your, what you think a stereotypical PhD would be. I mean, you see, and Lucy, the, the dog. Yes, and Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucy's our office dog. Yeah. So, so what, do you, what happens when you combine these two powerhouses and you know brain brain power into into one space? Magic. So how does yeah magic? <laughs> yes. That's a continuous solution. Gets I imagine. Born. Yeah. I can imagine those millions of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of. Uh, I, there's a lot of creativity mm-hmm. that it, that comes out of it. Um, a lot of incredible conversations and forward thinking, but also remaining grounded in what is actually yeah. possible. And it's playing with these two extremes, right? So we want to have. Uh, uh, places to shoot for that might sound a little bit crazy, but we also need to be grounded in the fact that there are things that need to get Steps. done every single yeah, day. Before right. getting yes. to that yeah, exactly. horizon. Exactly. Yeah. But we've been able to grow um, pretty organically since our first um, since our first year. We have about five, uh, we have five employees total, and everybody on the team is bringing something that is so incredible to Continuous Solution. A shout out to the Continuous Solution team. Yes, they're yes, amazing. They and are I mean, yeah. so great. And each one is just brilliant in their own way. And they bring so much to to the company that I'm I'm just in awe every day. So, so you guys are still a young startup. I mean, mm-hmm. relatively, you know, terms, you know, where, where are you? I mean, you, you got some funding. You guys are doing some really cool things for, can we say it? Or yeah, we can, can say, we say it. For the Department of Defense <laughs> yes. of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that, yes. that level of caliber. But, you know, how, how is it, uh, how was the process of getting funded? Because mm-hmm. uh, when, when I think I first met you guys coming into the building, the incubator, you were, I mean, it was just just starting. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, so you guys have made little, tremendous progress. You know, a lot Thank of. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're just getting started, but uh, we have right now we have three ongoing um, contracts, uh, SBIR contracts. Okay. So SBIR is Small Business Initiative Research um, contracts or grants that you can get through the um, federal government. And what they do, it is a vehicle for funding to fund research and development and bring it into industry. So actually commercialization is the end goal. Um, They're very hard to get. They're extremely competitive. Uh, When we first started writing the proposals, uh, I think the the acceptance rate is probably around 20% Mm -hmm. for phase one and then like five, three to five percent for phase two. Right now we've secured two phase twos and one phase one. Oh, wow. So yeah. we feel really, really lucky, but also I think it has to do with just our incredible team um, of engineers coming together and putting their best So how do, you, how do you find your team? Like, it's really hard to find a good team. And mm-hmm. uh, like people comes to mm-hmm. your life for a reason. And I always say like, but like to to build something like you're doing, like you have to be very careful on who is coming into your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you do that? So we... So we, meaning me and my partner, have remained 
uh, close contact with our advisors at Purdue University. Mm. And using, utilizing our ecosystem around us is really important. Like so okay. keeping yeah. all mm-hmm. relationships yeah. uh, intact, thriving, and and uh, our so Dr. Vox's advisor from Purdue University. Um, is incredible and incredibly supportive. He collaborates with us on some of the contracts. And so we work together still with uh, professors from Purdue University. And uh, so the first one who joined, um, Dr. Wang, is used to actually sit right behind Dr. Vox in the research lab. Okay. And we've known uh, Dr. Wang for about eight years now, I think. So eight years, it's a long relationship, and it's wonderful to see his family growing, and he has two babies. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's amazing. He bought a house. That makes it personal, yeah. It's just wonderful. It feels like a family. And um, the next one to join was Matthew, and he is from Portland State University. He was an intern from Portland State Capstone Projects, did a fantastic job in our lab. Uh, And we invited him for a part-time position, which then became a full-time position. Okay, great. So this is one of those uh, actual programs that that work. Yeah, and we kind of just we kind of just like winged it and did our own mini program uh, with the with PSU. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the third, uh, fourth, no, sorry, fifth person to come in was from Purdue University as well, Drummond. And he moved here. He moved here. Oh wow, from Purdue. Yes, yes. Wow. He moved here from Purdue. Um, he's an Oregon native, so it made oh, it a okay, lot okay. easier. Oh, okay, okay. So he went back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then uh, you have the idea, mm-hmm. and how everything, like, comes alive. Like, you guys were, you were in college still, or how, what was the process? So, the process went like this, oh, that's a really nice idea, but how are we ever going to do this? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. That was in 2010. And then 2013, I get a call from Intel saying, hey, come out to Oregon and work with us. Mm-hmm. So I did research and development for Intel, um, and I got a call from them when I was working at Abbott Pharmaceutical doing research and development for them a summer of 2012 graduated with my PhD and then came out to Oregon, fell in love with Portland completely. I know. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. That, that was wow. going to be my question. Yes. Why Portland? I mean, yeah. you guys went to Purdue. And, and, yeah. yeah. So like, okay. So. It was just like one of those moments when you feel it everywhere, all yeah. over your body. Yeah. Of like, <laughs> I need to be in this city. This city yeah. is where it's all going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but all of it's going to happen. And, um, and I called Dr. Vox and I told him, you know, whether I get this job or not, I'm moving to Portland and you should definitely come with me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, All right. Yeah. And so I, yeah, so I kind of just like, you know, went with it and um, got the job at Intel, worked for Intel for a year. Um, Dr. Vox was working as a CTO um, in a company in Chicago, but remotely from Portland. And, um, and then he presented a beautiful paper in Chicago, which got the attention of um, some developers. Okay. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of like the ball started rolling, and we were like, maybe this is this the is opportunity. Sin. Yeah. Yeah. And we just went with it. And wow. that was it. And during that time, uh, it was a really interesting moment where I brought in a letter of resignation to Intel. And at the same time, when I was going into the meeting room, my manager had an envelope with a letter in it also. Oh. And, and he's like, okay, you called this meeting. I also need to talk to you. And I said, all right, so this is interesting. Yeah. What's you going go, on? You go first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, why don't you go first, Naya? You called the meeting. So I, then I told him, you know, this has been an incredible experience. I have learned so much, but an opportunity came up, and I really want to go for it. Mm. So he said, no problem. Um, I just handed him the letter. I read it out loud. And handed it to him and then he handed me he's like well I guess you don't need this and it was 
you know, my review with like a increase in salary, some stock options, like a yeah. oh, wow. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. God. Okay, so this is absolutely a test, right? Yes. Do I really want to commit to this? And if I'm committing to this, like, right in front of me is what I'm sacrificing. Yeah, that's my opportunity cost right here. Exactly. But that's transactional. Huh? It's just very transactional. It's so transactional, and it was just such a, a, a great kind of moment of, like, me fully jumping into this endeavor, which made it all more real. Yeah. to pursue what yeah. we wanted to pursue. Because you know the value, the, the absolute value right there in front of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so. Uh, yeah, so yeah. let me go to... This is a great story, by the way. I'm just so amazed. And, and, and already half an hour went through. But let me start with another break. Today's episode of Latino Founder Hours brought to you by Publicize. This constructive PR subscription uh, services with that generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize offers your company dedicated accounting management to develop your insights into the world of PR and communication strategy, providing all support you need. Check them at publicize.co and tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. Yeah, that's great. Nice. Thank you, Publicize, which, by the way, it's a, it's yeah. a Colombian company. So we got one of ah, our Colombian sponsors. It's yes. also very Latino, Definitely. international. So that's part of our forum. Wonderful. Uh, but nice. So yeah. this is a, a company that two, <clears throat> well, one an immigrant, the other one, the daughter of immigrants mm-hmm. found, you know, very diverse backgrounds, mm-hmm. very, very unique and, you know, obviously as sm- smart as they can make them. But how do you, okay, so you ro- roll this out and how do you say, oh, well, okay, you know, the, w- we're making this for real. What's the next step into funding? How do you make mm-hmm. that happen? Like mm-hmm. for real? Okay, you're, yes. you're leaving an offer on the table, mm-hmm. which is I mean, you know, I know it's, it's hard to, to leave it there because it's it's there. Yeah. But how do you yeah. do? Okay, now we're doing this, and you know we're setting up, and this is how we're making money. How are you making money? How are you making money? Yeah. That's a good. Well, so I didn't quit my job before we started making money. Oh, that's, <laughs> okay. that's, that's great. That's good. That's, that's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Number one is make sure that yes. you have, uh, you know, some form of revenue and and mm-hmm. confidence yeah. in the startup before you just go full in quitting yeah. all Everything of your jobs. You, yeah. Exactly. Great. Um, but then, you know, uh, it was it started with just reaching out to all of our network and. Um, saying, hey, we're up for um, for consulting jobs, and this is what we can do. We can do chemical engineering, we can do electrical engineering, we can do mechanical engineering, thermal engineering, anything that you want engineering, we can do. Mm-hmm. And we're just throwing it out there because it's a very important for us to uh, just cast a wide net and, and have that revenue like you were talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, but we are also research and developers, so we want to we wanted to stay in that vein. Uh, we did a lot of due diligence projects for for investors, mm-hmm. which gave us indication what investors were looking for and how do you build value in a company and, and what are they looking for mm-hmm. in terms of providing funding for startups. Um, and then we f- found out uh, about SBIR contracts. Um, for small businesses, and we had done a lot of <clears throat> a lot of uh, research projects mm-hmm. in grad school that were funded federally. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew the process of how to engage with those uh, federal contracts, okay. government contracts, and um, yeah. So just casting a wide net, and then really honing in our mission and our objectives. So our initial. Mission and objectives was, uh, you know, energy efficiency and how mm-hmm. do we tackle the energy crisis. Um, but at a defense mm-hmm. label. The defense aspect came later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So first thing we we coined continuous solutions, a think mm-hmm. tank for energy efficient solutions. Oh, and okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really your good. elevator yeah. pitch. Okay. Now you got my attention. Yes. Yeah. yes. That was like on my business card. Right? It was like, well, we're going to be at the intersectionality of government and um, industry and academics. And we're going to like, you know, facilitate mm-hmm. communication between all of them. Uh, but I was really naive in how does that work? And but there probably are situations that are existing right now that that occurs. And so it was, it was, um, 
for me, I thought, wow, this is just revolutionary, but it's existing everywhere in the U.S. <laughs> really. And so what I what I did was started reaching out and looking at those type of platforms. And then um, meanwhile, Nir's cranking away at writing proposals and getting really nitty gritty into the details. Um, I'm setting up foundational stuff, looking at CPAs, um, corporate governance, mm-hmm. oh, um, I see. Yeah. you know, spaces. Um, yes. How do we get how do we get movement going forward, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we wrote this proposal, submitted, I think, three of them, okay. three proposals. And one of the proposals we thought we were surely going to get. So we were like, okay, we mm-hmm. have to start protecting the IP right now, right? Uh, but we ended up not getting it. And mm-hmm. and so that was a lesson, putting okay. money into trying to protect a a technology mm. that hadn't been accepted yet. Uh, but, but you know, you live and you learn. And so we ended up getting an acceptance of a contract that we're still working on. Um, we have two prototypes now in the process. This is an, a high-performance um, motor controller okay. for switch-reluctance machines. And the interesting thing about switch-reluctant machines is that they are incredibly cheap and they're not using any type of rare earth metals, which are typically used in electric mm-hmm. motors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they're very, very noisy mm-hmm. uh, because they're cheap, they're very noisy and okay. clunky and vibratory. So what we're doing is we have a, a, an inverter, is what it's called, an electric uh, motor controller that reduces the noise and vibration um, via current injection. Okay. So we're using our proprietary algorithm to reduce all the noise and vibration in order to enable um, a lower cost electric motor mm-hmm. and one that's not uh, using rare earth metals. Okay. So what what would be like an actual application for for like, well what what do you envision this and and what kind of you know just day to day life yeah so this is so switch reluctant machines um i envision them being used in evs mm-hmm. of the future so cost effective electric vehicles okay and ones in where uh, where they're more accessible to the public right now um you know electric vehicles are running really Expensive. Expensive, yeah. yeah. Not everybody can afford a Tesla, but everybody probably should be driving a Tesla. So we're that'll just, be nice. That would be really nice. <laughs> 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 and so yeah, so the SRMs for EV applications. Um, also, uh, right now they're currently being used in uh, industrial applications. Okay, that so that's a combination of software hardware. Where you're working mm-hmm. on? Yeah, so we have software and hardware development okay, going because, on. Okay, because you know uh, th- this is part of the formula we're trying to create here, the Latino Founder Hour, mm-hmm. connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. We've had um, a- another guest in the show from LA, and actually she came here uh, this weekend for the Latino, the start of Weekend Latino. Okay. She's the founder, another amazing woman, and a PhD from MIT. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Nora May Cadena. Okay. We had the pleasure to interview her here in person, and she came already back this weekend to see. Mm-hmm. What we're doing, and we'd like to, to make an entry to you because that, that they they have an accelerator, but they also invest uh, particularly in, in hardware. Wow, I would so, love to meet her. Yeah. So, is she at MIT or she's living? No, no, no. In she's LA? in LA now, oh, but okay. she is a triple graduate from MIT. Incredible. Yeah, and cr- another incredible woman, just like yeah. you. You know, oh, some of the stories you. that we you know, like. Hey, you know, you guys should connect and maybe you know get investment. Maybe she'll mm-hmm. be very interested. And mm-hmm. I mean, she was a Boeing for many, many years, and okay. now she's doing this. So, right. another wonderful Latina. We would like to, you know, yeah. and then we'd like to share yes. in a year or two those stories. Like, hey, look what we connect now. Look at where yes. they go what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah. It's all about the Definitely. connections and yeah, networking. Exactly. That's exactly what we're creating in this space right here, the, the uh, facility of connections, and then all yeah. of you have like that that access mm-hmm. of uh, everybody that yeah, is. Because like, that, that's one of the important here, things that yes. when we ask, you know, what what are you missing? You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. are missing connections, and mm-hmm. what, you know, resources, and not only money. I mean, resources, in, yeah. But yes. outside of money, what, yeah. what, what do we need? It's access. Sure. Access to, well, capital, access to clients, access to X, Mentorship, Y, and C mentors. Yeah, yeah. So yes. we have this network all over the U.S. Now we have them, and, but, but we're all on Twitter. We're connected one way or another. But, yes. you know, we, we want to make those connections actually hard connections mm-hmm. where you can you, you guys are working directly with each other. Okay, yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Actually, Marcelino was... Uh, the, Marcelino, the, you, you yeah. know Marcelino uh, Alvarez? 
Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, here from uh, Uncork Studio. So you know, another, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. He was just talking about that uh, last week too. Okay, uh, yeah. Yes, like how important it is to have like those connections, and then for us to know each other here in Portland, mm -hmm. and and then from now on, just like have like uh, this type of a uh, uh, platform where like you're like, hey, oh yeah, I know so and so, and then like right away have that uh, mm -hmm. available to us, and and then why not to mm -hmm. share it with uh, the whole community to yes. to make a better community. Absolutely. Yeah, the more that we work together, the more we can build things. Exactly. And build each other. Totally. And grow yeah. as people. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, what, what, you know you're know, already on your way. You, you mm -hmm. get funding. And, and like you said, you're, you're explaining how you guys get started. Mm -hmm. But what's the next step, for example, for you? I mean, you, got, yeah. the guys, you guys are working for the Department of Defense, but where, mm -hmm. where does that evolve from here? Yeah, so the whole aim of the SBIR program is to get to commercialization. Okay. Um, commercialization looks looks different for everybody. Um, it looks different in terms of getting a licensing agreement with a with a, an entity. It looks like acquisition of the technology by the federal government. Um, it can look like us manufacturing this this mm -hmm. hardware and software that we're we're creating. Uh, but for continuous solutions, what we really want to focus on is the research and development. We have an incredible lab space right now. It's about 2,000 square feet. Oh, wow. And we have this uh, just, you know, beautiful 15 kilowatt test bed and 100 uh, kilowatt test bed <laughs> okay, where, we we can, <laughs> where we can do testing uh, for electric motors, electric generators. Oh and can we yeah, visit? It's so cool. Yes, you can absolutely okay. visit. That sounds very interesting. videos of this? I mean, I know you guys mm -hmm. are not super active in social media, but yeah. I think with all those cool toys, yeah, I guess you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and share with the world because, <laughs> you totally, because I'm, I'm sure we have a lot of people that can totally geek out to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll definitely send you some videos of the um, so of we the can lab. share them. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, you know what I was thinking? Uh, there is a, a lot of Latino Latinas uh, that I know that are very interested in technology, mm -hmm. science and, and technology. So maybe we can gather them together and then come and visit. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. absolutely. Yes. You know, it, it was so cool this weekend on the startup weekend. We had a company. It's the first one that we have that hardware, okay. and they make this. Uh, they they even brought a three D printer. Oh, that's oh, so cool! And it that's was awesome. So yes. amazing. And they bought, they they built their first prototype mm -hmm. for um, uh, a case. That's for your phone mm -hmm. to protect your privacy because you know we know that somehow we're being recorded, listened by Google or <laughs> Amazon, and we are. And you get ads like uh, of and what then you, you get talk. ads on Facebook. And it's like, well, how the hell they I'm know that I'm looking for a vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, seriously, it has happened to me. Yeah, so the mystery's over. They are. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're building this, and they they showcase that. Mm -hmm. So the, an actual prototype printed right there. So it was super mm -hmm. cool. There's a video of there posted on our on our social feed, and but. You know, it's really cool to see, you know, all these young people, uh, Latinos yes. and people coming out with the mm -hmm. solutions like, wow, it's viable. Look, 10 years ago, five years ago, it would have not been possible. But mm -hmm. now you can have a prototype right here. So I look, this is how we're going to do it. And they have the cause. Well, That's obviously, amazing. it won't be printed uh, on, a, yeah. on a 3D, but at least you can see it. Yes. 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 That's Terrible. great. Yes. That's great. Yeah, um, so we have a couple of other projects that we're working on. One is the uh, propulsion system of an unmanned underwater vehicle. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we're going to be teaming up with Portland State University's mm -hmm. um, Near Lab, is what it's called. Okay. And it's an acoustic noise um, for um, on UUVs, is what it's called. It's kind of like an underwater drone. Okay, and what would the application be? Was that military or, or just... Um, yeah, so it is. So the application can vary. Um, it can be, uh, you know, for research and research mm -hmm. and development of um, underwater exploration. Okay. And then the third project that we're working on is medium voltage DC microgrids. So it's microgrid technology. We're working on um, grounding and reducing uh, EMI and uh, in the system in the microgrid. So. And what is that? 
I know. I'm just like, that sounds so cool. Um, I want to make that question. I don't want to sound stupid, but please, yeah. can you explain because a little bit like more? Something electronic interference. <laughs> yes, yes. So electronic. Exactly. Electromagnetic. Yeah, electromagnetic interference. So basically, a microgrid is basically an energy distribution system that's self-contained. So you have a generation source. Okay. Of the, of the energy, and then a storage. You, yeah, an ESS, mm-hmm. um, and then you have different loads that are on that grid system um, that are self-contained, and we're just working within a specific range of voltage. Okay. And uh-huh. so this would be towards the uh, total electrification of submarines. Uh-huh. So, it's it's very interesting, and it's publicly released knowledge that the military is moving towards all-electric uh, vehicles. vehicles, aircrafts, and sea crafts. Okay. okay. So depending from fossil fuels. Independent uh, from fossil fuels. Yes. So or mostly. The, yeah, so they're trying to uh, reduce the dependency of... Um, carbon. Of not carbon, actually. So this is oh. basically it's a it's a security measure because if you have to deliver a masses a mass amounts of fuel to different sites, that is a moving target, right? It's, yeah. it's explosive. So they yeah. want to yeah. they want to go towards electrification for security measures. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And you know, whatever is pushing our society forward and for energy for, independence. Exactly. Yeah. And for us as citizens, what that results in is lower CO2 emissions. And it's good yeah. for, for pro- environment. Yeah, good <laughs> yeah. for the environment. Hopefully lower energy prices as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. So. Okay, that's that's fantastic. And, and you know, what, what do you see continuous solution in mm-hmm. five years, ten years? What's, yeah, what's the exciting, oh, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, an, anything that you, and I know probably working on something ultra secret, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever we can get from you. It's um, a, yeah, so continuous solutions in five years. I see us growing our team of research and developers, researchers and developers, um, having our own our own building and using that building as a a place of um, development for mm-hmm. not only our company but for other companies that want to do research and development and also create products that are in line with our values. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, towards the betterment of, of make our society. Portland a powerhouse, and a make, brain powerhouse. Yes, for <laughs> hardware. For hardware, okay. Like yeah. I said, I, I, you, we had some guests that, that might be interested in this space as well. Because again, we, you know, we, we see these pods working in LA, uh, Chicago, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we're all disconnected. We're all running in our own own directions. But if we were able to to be that link. That be, I mean, that that mm-hmm. is exponential. The growth is exponential. Yeah, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> we I don't see our our collaboration slowing down at mm-hmm. all. You know, we are very open for collaboration on different projects, um, specifically with PSU. Now mm-hmm. it's it's growing. Uh, our relationship with Purdue University is also growing, and then as well as with other companies uh, in our ecosystem. So really I see for continuous solutions, just growth, 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 um, personal growth, as well as our company's growth. And um, yeah, I'm working on a couple of things in the pipeline. We just got back from Washington, D.C. on this really great uh, conference with uh, General Dynamics Mission Systems and working um, with some of our military contacts. Okay. And, yeah, so I was just planning for the future. This next month is going to be a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. We get a seat at the table for planning committees. Okay, wow. Um, with so, the DOD, yeah. Wow, Naya, uh, you're definitely a very young, smart woman. Uh, and uh, and then you said, how do you, how do you balance, like, your... Your life, uh, your business life, with your personal life. Oh <laughs> You're so young. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for fun? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I try to. Ba- so at first, when I was first starting the company, there was no balance at all. It was just work, yeah. work, 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 work. Okay. Um, but you know that was my fun and that was my life, and yeah. it was really exciting. Uh, things have stabilized, and now I find refuge and and also fun in biking. 
running and I swimming. I love running. Uh, yeah. Let's go for a run together. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. I'm up for it. Yes, I just, I, I did my first triathlon this summer. That <gasps> oh, was, awesome. that was yeah. so much Thank fun. you. <laughs> yeah. It was really, Which one did you really do? exciting. It was Blue Lake. Oh, I love that one. Mm-hmm. It was fast. Yeah. I, I used to do triathlon. That was, that oh, was a, really? yeah. So th- you did the first one in June or July. It was July. July. And it that's a July. fast course. It was. It's all it's flat, flat and yeah. awesome. It was so fun. And the water is perfect temperature. Okay, so that's the kind of the the thing. They uh, there was an algae overgrowth, Ew. so I got to just run an extra five oh, k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. it was more of like a doulathon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was still. That's on my bucket list. I was ready for the triathlon. I need to to get to that. Uh, You know, and we can talk about climate change briefly because for the past, sorry, I I did Blue Lake the first time in 2007. Okay. Or yeah, and but in the past couple of years, we've had that. I I did my last triathlon was. Two years ago, the Portland <laughs> Triathlon in September. Okay. And it also was canceled at the swim because of the algae. So we mm. see, you know, this is more a recurrent theme mm-hmm. in, the, in the later years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. As, you know, as, as, you know, summer get, keeps getting hotter, uh, yes. it's heating up. And it's the same, you know, the Wallamy was canceled mm-hmm. and we had to to run extra. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a swimmer. That was my competitive advantage. And I just, <laughs> I just put, but, uh, you know, it's yeah. those, those are the anecdotal, anecdotal things that we've seen mm-hmm. and in the in, 12, 10 years ago, they didn't happen. And yeah. now it's happening almost every year. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Definitely. It is interesting. I that was to my advantage because swimming is the worst for me. That will be me too. Like I swim a lap and I feel like I run twenty six miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but now now that it's becoming winter, I'm doing uh, yoga, a lots okay. and lots of yoga that helps with all areas of life. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally. Balancing everything. Yeah. And, and just really centered. What we were talking earlier about. Do you, do you have any other experience about? Failure and what you learn from that. Oh my gosh, failure is a daily occurrence for me. I feel like <laughs> oh, okay. it is. That's, that's good. That's yes, good, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, it's okay. just, yeah. I, 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 I've learned to value it. Okay. Um, you know, definitely because out of failures comes a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, it comes in uh, for me. Failure comes in many different forms, right? Uh, for one of one of the uh, incidents, uh, I, I guess what I would have to say about failure is that it's going to happen if you want to pursue anything, right? Yes. You're going to have these ups and downs, and it's not going to be a linear path from A to B mm-hmm. on where you're starting and where you're going. Um, and so just being able to just ride out those failures and come out the other side with a lesson that has been learned or some some little point of wisdom. Um, I would say a couple of the things that I've learned about the failures, um, some of the failures that I've made, is uh, really paying attention to... Mm-hmm to as much as you can, as much as, as many details as you can pay mm-hmm. attention to mm-hmm. those details because in those details is where the information lies, is mm-hmm. where the, the little bits of knowledge to make your advancement lies. Um, also, taking three deep breaths before... Making decisions. Making, <laughs> making decisions, responding, or acting. Yes. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. like giving yourself space. Nothing is an emergency mm-hmm. or urgent. Or in a rush. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. trying to, you know, approach things, even though it might seem like a fire or something huge has happened, right? You need to just relax and take take your power back in terms of how you use your time mm-hmm. um so that would be like a couple of bits of knowledge um yeah yeah uh i think also building trusting relationships mm-hmm. is very important yes and maintaining those relationships yeah yeah, yeah fostering and, all that yes yes just yeah. nurturing, fostering, growing. Uh, you, you said a word earlier today, and I loved it. You know, your 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 um, mentorship. Your, uh, you know, your mentors are your expanders. Oh, expanders. Yeah, yeah. expanders. Yeah, I like that, uh, I like that too. Hashtag expanders. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. you also gotta realize in your name, there's people that give. And mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But there's also people that take. Yes. So you, you yes. Know, ultimately, you just like I mean, it's always a balance. Mm-hmm. So you you want to be giving, but also you want to be taking. Mm-hmm. But you you don't want to have someone that's take take take. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always got to be an ask and a give. I mean, yes. and that's got to be um, that's that's going to come from the person. Yeah, so. yeah, and also just coming into into a space of uh, being genuine, exactly, you know? and yeah. then also being able to recognize another person's genuinity. So yeah. genuineness. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. thank yeah. you, thank you so much, Naya. I am I so this, happy. This was fun, Naya. This yes. was so much fun. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was super cool. So I, uh, I, I work for Hispanic Chamber. Okay. Uh, I would love to connect with you in the future. I get, let's let's go for a run. Let's have yes. a coffee. Oh, uh, let's talk. Uh, we have a great program uh, about scholarships, and then okay. we work with young adults all the time. So mm-hmm. I think uh, our focus is to uh, help those young adults to become. Um, uh, Naya, more Nayas. <laughs> Thank you. But um, yes, uh, yeah, we'd love to get together and uh, let's help each other. Wonderful, Claudia. Yeah. Well, thank you Gracias. so much, and I appreciate Gracias. you know you coming to the show. I hope you know, and hopefully we we can have you in a year and you give us an update on what you're doing. Oh yeah, that would be hopefully amazing. More, some amazing things, mm-hmm. amazing things. Absolutely, well, I would love to. Thank you, anyone, and thank you for the support for today's episode. It comes from our friends and you know fellow co-founder Jill Nelson at Ruby Receptionist, a local startup. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live and. If they're right here then in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your message. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up for better yet. Call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startupruby. Tell them Claudia and Edgar send you and get $150 credit. Thanks to all you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Before I leave, I just want to tell you, too, that you guys are doing incredible work in Portland. Portland and outside of Portland, Edgar, your startup you, is amazing, and it's just such an admirable Thank startup. You. I'm, oh, we'll, we'll kill it. I'm really proud of knowing <laughs> you guys. Thank Thanks, you guys. so much. Thank you for coming. Coming up next here on Startup Radio Network is the Out Entrepreneur with host Rhodes Perry. Rhodes talks to LGBTQ entrepreneurs and founders from around the world. Thank you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thank you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast with your hosts, Edgar Navas, founder of Clica, and Claudia Cardenas. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero.